0: Oh yeah, oh yeah, it's above the break, and unlike the last emergency podcast that was just this beautiful voice from Nevin Brown speaking, James Piercy is back. James, tell the people how many fake trades you've written today, tomorrow, yesterday, and in the last week.
1: Well, it's a Saturday afternoon, so I've only written two today, um... I was going to take the day off altogether, but then I found myself with a bunch of spare time. And so I, you know, wrote a few. Uh, but o- over the course of the past several days, I guess 30, you know, ish, 35. Uh, I tend to lose track about, I-, I think, five J.Ru Holiday trades in total uh, over the past, like, like since the Dame trade. Uh, J.Ru Holiday dominating the fake trade discourse at the moment comfortably.
0: Okay. So, I mean, as he should. Great player. So yes. we were going to talk about the off season and this upcoming season, this episode, but I don't know if you know about this. Damian Lillard got traded as James said. And I, as I did a solo episode all by myself on, um, he got traded for the Portland trailblazers to the Milwaukee bucks. And then the Phoenix suns wiggled their way in there to make it a big three team deal. Now, Based off of reporting, it sounds like the Suns and the Trailblazers had already kind of agreed in principle to a DeAndre Ayton and Yusef Nurkic swap. It was just pretty evident that they needed a third team to make it work. And since they were always going to trade, or not always, but since it was very, very likely they were going to trade Damian Lillard, I think this was a situation where we can kind of call it, you know. Two one-on-one trades, really. That kind of just needed a little bit extra juice. But let's, since I did a whole episode on all that shit, James, I want to get your feelings on it because if the listeners want to know my feelings, they can listen to me for thirty-five <laughs> yeah. minutes straight.
1: Why don't we just get? I'll just do a team by team rundown. Uh I've got letter grades on deck, so okay, I'll just well, let just, you know, just,
0: yeah, just go. Come on, Professor, lay them out. <laughs>
1: Uh, Milwaukee Bucks. Uh, I- I'm giving them a clean A. I think I might hesitate on an A plus because it is, I guess, worth noting that their perimeter defensive abilities have been compromised. You know, like it's just it's not literally perfect. And if they had more draft capital, maybe they like they could have done this in a way that allowed them to put Damon Holiday in the draft in the backcourt together. You know what I mean? So like they they lost True Holiday, and he's really good. So that's something, but. I think it absolutely was something they had to do. Uh, this team needed some like offensive dynamism. Di- you know what I'm trying to say? I think. The, the, the,
0: the, I think that's the right word. I think. I think. Yeah, I think don't so. Think fucked it up.
1: They, they needed to boost their offense, and I, I see people saying, like, although I acknowledge that they're gonna miss Holiday's perimeter defense, I think it's getting overstated by a lot of people who want to maybe sound smart. You know, because like,
0: <laughs> <laughs> I, I agree with you on that one.
1: Yeah, man. Let's be realistic here. They have uh the reigning, excuse me, the reigning uh, second defensive player of the year, runner up in Brook Lopez, anchoring the defense. They have Giannis Antetokounmpo, probably the best roamer in the NBA, you know, pretty much guards one through five. Like, the defense is going to be fine. It, it, it's the offense that needed help. Because something I've found interesting about the Bucs for the past few years is that, the spacing has always been excellent. They've always had five out spacing around Giannis, but the shooting has been a little bit lacking, right? Like outside of Chris Middleton, they're not really starting anybody who's like like a knockdown three point shooter. And now, yeah. now, now they 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 fixed that. And Lillard, obviously, a much more reliable shot creator than Drew Holiday, right? So yeah, yeah I'm I'm gonna go with an A. I don't know if you want to step in and yeah, respond to I my Bucks comments. Yeah,
0: yeah. So I agree with you. Great trade for the Bucs. Look, I think, look, you know, everyone that's listened to this podcast before, and even if you haven't, this is your first time, I'm going to say this. I like defense. I think defense is really important. I think defense is underrated. I think Drew Holiday is one of the best defenders at his position in the league. I also think that, and people don't like to hear this because, you know, it kind of goes against their one-on-one world mindset perimeter yeah. defense and like point of attack defense, like it's great, but it's just not anywhere near as important as what Giannis and Brooke bring to a team. I mean, you can have Drew Holiday out there. And if your rim protector is Domitus Sabonis, I hate to break it to you. Your defense isn't going to be that good. Um, Most likely and, not. Yeah. yeah. And so like, I, I don't know why anyone's like, sure. They, their defense got, took a downgrade. They also made it so Chris Middleton and Giannis don't have to handle nearly as large of an offensive load and they can like put more energy on defense. So riddle me that maybe it just works on the aggregate. Was it like, like I, I, like they got better. They got better. Jamie Lillard is one of the three best offensive players in the league. He's the best pick and roll artist in the NBA. He's one of the most dangerous three point shooters. And you're pairing that fucking dude with Giannis. Everyone's like, what if you paired Steph and Giannis? This is like the closest fucking thing.
1: Yeah, it is. And I was just, it's funny you say that. I was just thinking that, like, if this was Steph, nobody would question it for a second, right? And so, they would be like in
0: the fucking minds.
1: No, it's not Steph, obviously, but it is Dame Lillard, though. Like, let's, you know, not sell him short. So I'm with you. May I proceed to my Trailblazers? Go ahead. ahead, ahead. Trailblazers, I'm giving him a B. Here's my thinking. So they only got one pick and two swaps, right? That's not much draft capital for Dame Lillard. With that said, it's widely reported and commonly understood that they intend on moving holiday for more draft capital. And I think they're going to prioritize draft capital in the holiday return, right? So let's say they get two unprotected firsts. For holiday, just for argument's sake, that seems to be what people are reporting is price. Could be a pick and a swap, but let's call it two firsts, right? Yeah. Yeah. So now they're getting might
0: be similar to the the Dame thing where it's like one pick and two swaps, right? But like,
1: yeah, that yeah, that's right, that's right. Let's say it's one pick and two swaps. Yeah. Okay. Let's do that. Okay. So then now they get. So what they got was DeAndre Ayton, two picks, and four swaps. Four swaps. DeAndre Ayton. Two picks, four swaths. That's on paper, like in a value vacuum, that's a good return. But I, let me tell you what I think is really pivotal now to this team moving forward is who is DeAndre Aiden really and what is he going to bring to the table? Because we've seen this kid, you know, outright quit on the team because he didn't feel like he was getting the touches and stuff, is what it seemed to be the problem. Well, here's the thing uh, if Scoot Henderson, Shane Sharp, and Anthony Simons all hit their ceilings, guess what option DeAndre is going to be on this team? He's going to be the fourth option, right? So it's not going to change. Like, like DeAndre Aiden's not going to find his team. Nobody's going to trade for DeAndre Aiden and say, here are the keys to the offense. That That's not a realistic hope for this guy, right? So what I need to see from Aiden this year is, like, consistency on defense. Like, can you anchor a league average, even, defense? I'll have Jeremy Grant by him up until at least the deadline because he's subject to some trade restrictions. So, like... You know, Matisse Thibel is still on that team, so Portland shouldn't be like an abysmal defense if Aiton is actually like re-inspired and reinvigorated, and he's going to actually play defense. And that's what I really want to see from him. And then, yeah, you know, he's he's got a little bit of touch around the rim. He can hit some floaters and layups, and so 15 efficient points a game and and really strong interior defense. And I could give the Blazers a better letter grade, but right now since I have reservations about Aiden and he's kind of like the focal point of the return, I'll, I'll give him a beat.
0: So here's my question for you is let's say they do get two unprotected first and a swap. And so then you're looking at three unprotected first and three unprotected swaps. I mean, that's damn near what the Rockets got for James Harden. And like, I mean like, and they, they didn't get a good, a player who ha- is, I'm not saying Aiden's good, you know, I'm not a huge fan of his, but there is potential and his, and while his deal isn't great, the trailblazers are in the perfect spot to absorb a deal that isn't great on a younger player that has potential, right? Like I think taking a guy like Aiden makes sense for a team like the trailblazers. But if, you know, they get to three picks unprotected and three swaps unprotected through trading Dame Lillard plus Deandre Ayton, these heat fans need to shut the fuck up because yeah. they've been wiling out like this is such a garbage return it's like yeah because one it's not a garbage return like true no. holidays fucking really good
1: incredible well Drew i ho- mean yeah like, probably the
0: best two-way guard in
1: the league like if you're saying the two-way
0: yeah you like, know because he's maybe, a lot better offensively
1: I, than say smart or caruso
0: i i would say yeah i would say sga probably is the best yeah right now like his actually his, maybe yeah because his, de- he's so much his better defense on offense. is yeah he's so much better at offense his defense is good i don't think it's quite as good um, it's definitely not but, but it's like, still, he's still good. pretty fucking yeah. good defender yeah but yeah like drew holiday is great and the other thing that's i think crucial is what i haven't seen like they took they had the most desirable trade target in the nba and they traded him and they got the most desirable trade target in the NBA yeah. return, like yeah, like it's great. Like, and I think like as much as people are like, oh, like blah blah blah. I'm like, I think they did that for a reason. They knew what people were willing to offer for Damian Lillard of any team out there. They have the best understanding of what they probably can get for Drew Holiday. So I think if they're saying we want two unprotected firsts, I think that's not a crazy. I, I think they no, have pretty good information that that's. That's out there. And as someone who poo-pooed this trade, but like, um, or I don't know. I heard some people poo-poo this trade Um, in that in for the Bucks. I think they're crazy. But like one thing I heard that I, I really did like was like, look, more teams can trade for Drew Holiday than they could have traded for Damian Lillard. And like there's going right. to be more people bidding against them. So like we'll see how that, that goes. And like I like, I think B is fine. I would say like, you like you know it's a b see me after class explain what this is and if the explanation is good it's an a like it can be an a so it
1: so it hinges on yeah no i agree it hinges on two things really it's like what do they get for jeru drew <laughs> I, did, I did it again
0: dude you, you i like that you call him JRU because it sounds like one of those things where like it's an inside joke and you just it just it overtook <laughs> it just overtook reality but i think it's just i think that's what you thought <laughs> <laughs> it is
1: what I thought. It's because I think I explained this the last time we came into this, but yes. Slam Slam Magazine, when I was a kid, called him uh, Drew the Damager, a reference to 90s New York rapper Jay Drew the Damager. And I was young, and so I read it literally and uh i have this habit of ingraining things in my head and then i can't get them out so it's been J.Ru holiday in my head for a long time but dude do not change it's...
0: it do not change it it's good I, I really should it, you should, should not change it. it it's a part of the brand it's a part of the brand and it's like a funny <laughs> yeah. it's like it's it's a good thing all right people don't need to know too much about your your superhero um origin story but i think this is a good part
1: <laughs> so it depends what they get for holiday and yeah. it depends what aiden like becomes you know like it, like if in 2 years Aiden is complaining about touches again and and it looks like he's just giving up on defense in the playoffs and like a Jock Landale type actually kind of looks like he's a better option for the team in the playoffs then, you know, that's he probably solidifies himself as a negative asset but he's got a fresh start so time will tell. As for Phoenix.
0: Wait, have you heard this story about DeAndre Aiden that like one of the first things like when he was like after being drafted number one overall like what was like he like looking forward to or like the goal in his career and he like told a reporter he was like he had a second contract <laughs> which is like yeah, i don't think i don't know if basically he, how his career has played out
1: it's very much how his career has played out he he seems like he does seem like one of those i don't really love basketball i'm just 6'11, 260 pounds and i might as well play basketball guys you know he's, but
0: he's there's something there's something off about his mentality yeah. now i don't yeah. know if that's an internal thing that like he's just got a fucking dog shit mentality or if things in phoenix really just kind of like turn i mean because like let's be really these guys number one overall pick he was kind of like a focal point and then they completely like change everything he sacrifices like you know does what he needs to do and they 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 get better next to chris paul and it's one of those things where like, I could see him as a young player being told, like, you do this, like, it's going to help the team and, like, you're going to grow into this role that you want. And then they just, like, kept pushing him to the periphery. And I yeah. could see him being like, like, you guys fucking lied to me. It's and... just
1: tricky because he doesn't deserve the role that he seems to to want. He's not good enough at basketball for, for that role, you know? Well,
0: I don't know if he's not good enough at basketball. Well, it's it he hasn't looked good enough. At... He's also not better than the guys the Suns keep getting who are all fucking future Hall of Famers. Okay, like- but let me put it,
1: let me put it to you this way, man. You're a Wizards fan, right? Oh, yeah. You wake up tomorrow and the the Wizards have in a shocking turn of events that doesn't make any sense. Traded uh Jordan Poole and I don't know, a uh, Delon Wright, uh for DeAndre Aiden. And your general manager comes out and he says, We're gonna build the offense around DeAndre Aiden. This is our franchise player. Aiden's taking us to the promised
0: land. Tell me how you feel. Oh, look, I would feel like, what the fuck are you doing? But I also think, I think going from DeAndre Aiden, like wants more touches to DeAndre Aiden wants to be the focal point of an offense. in 1997 is like a very different, is a very different thing. Like maybe he's like, I want to be used in a way where like I can do a few more things or get like a few more post-ups or like, you know, these big guys always want more post-ups, but like, Hey man, if 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 giving him two, one more post up or two more post ups per game gets him to play better defense and the coaches are still like no, like you know, it's like it's like the old Doc Rivers with like like the start of every Celtics game when they had Kendrick Perkins like get him a post touch and everyone's like why do you keep doing this? He's like dude, when you have to do it, Kendrick Perkins has to do all game, you got to show some gratitude to that. Give him the motherfucker a post touch, right? Like,
1: yeah, it's saying- a bit of a chicken egg thing, though, because Kendrick Perkins was talentless, but but that guy grinded. You know, like he 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 went out there and he and he worked hard and he threw bows. Like Aiden is, it's almost the antithesis of, of Kendrick Perkins.
0: I'm not defending him in any way. I know what you're saying could be right. I just I think jumping to this dude wants to be the focal point of an offense. Maybe that's you're right. The case, it's a leap, but like it, it it is at least a leap in my mind from like. He's very far from being a focal point, point. and you know if he's like the second or third option. You know he was always kind of like a fourth option, you know, in Phoenix. Even
1: yeah, but he's looking like a fourth. I mean, unless Shaden Sharp busts, like we already know, or or unless they trade Simons, we already know Simons they, is like they should trade Simons. Actually, let's they should.
0: The let we're we're getting too much in the weeds. I want to hear the stuff on the the Suns. I got us. I got to sidetrack. I'm sorry.
1: I agree that they should trade Simons. I just want to say that, yeah. but yeah, yeah. Uh, okay. We can
0: so, circle back to that.
1: Yeah. Sons, uh, I'm gonna give him a cold D, man. Uh that I, I can't give it an F because I understand that they wanted to flip Aiden for death. I've actually thought that was just probably the right thing to do for a little while, realistically. Like they they're in no position to give this kid what he seems to be wanting, whether that's focal point of an offense or just more touches. Like at this point, they've got Booker, Beal, and Durant. They're not giving him any more touches, right? So get so get that always sense. made sense. You yeah, get less, less if anything. Sense. Exactly. Yeah. So, but, like, Yusuf Nurkic, that's the guy you wanted? Like, he, he can't defend either. And I don't even think it's an effort problem with Nurkic. I think he just can't defend. His feet are too slow. So, like, that that that's worse in a way, right? Maybe you could coax Aiden to, to give some effort. Uh, and then I like Grayson Allen. I even like Grayson Allen for the Suns. I think he allows them to stagger the star guards pretty nicely, like, you know, you can, you can start with Booker and Beal, then you take Beal out, and then Booker's kind of running point, and Allen is, um, you know, just kind of a 3 and D utility guy, so that makes some sense, but even still, I think I would have wanted, like, a more traditional point guard, like, it, apparently the Suns had an interest in Kyle Lowry, I think that would have been a really great acquisition, they could have found a way to get Lowry, and then a super cheap center to replace Aiton, something like that would have made more sense to me, like, I just don't think they got the right pieces, man. And 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 Nurkic is super injury prone on top of it. So if he gets hurt, like I guess they're trotting out is Bismack Biombo still on that roster? I can't remember even.
0: Uh, is Bismack Biombo still on that roster? I will check while you continue your thought.
1: Yeah, they've got some little small ball options like Durant can run a little five Utah Watanabe, but like you know that's that's pretty pessimistic stuff. And 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 then on top of that. Nurkic, even when he's healthy, isn't really that great, and his his best ability is probably like interior scoring, and that's exactly what they just decided they don't really need from DeAndre Aiden, right? Like they should have just went and got a low usage rim protector. I, I'm very puzzled as to why Aiden was, the, or sorry, Nurkic was the choice.
0: Yeah. So Bismack Biyombo is not on the team. You want to hear their fucking centers, man? Yeah. Yusef Nurkic, Shimezi Metu. Yeah. Old Bull, who's probably going to be cut. Yeah. Drew Eubanks.
1: Drew Eubanks,
0: who's a forward. He's listed at six nines, but I think you'd be able to play some center. And yeah. then they have Udoka Azabuke.
1: Yeah. I have a, I have a fetish for Udoka Azabuke, man. It, that's, it,
0: that's disgusting, Exactly. His,
1: his athletic profile is absurd. His vertical at, at his size is just bonkers. And he's a highlight reel, but. He's that guy that can only play for five minutes before he's gassed. So he's not hes not really the solution either.
0: Yeah. No, like, look, man, like, I said the same thing. I hated this for the Suns. One of the other things that I hated was um, I understand Grayson Allen. Like, as you said, like, they probably needed another point guard that could, like, you know, really run offense. And Grayson and Allen, like, I don't love getting him, not because I don't think he's a good player and, like, he gives him depth, But, like, you can't play him with your starters. You can't play him, Devin Booker, and Bradley Beal, right? Like, that defense is just, like, you cannot do that. And so, for me, it's like you're basically getting a guy to back up your two-star combo guards, and, like, you definitely need that, but you're giving up a starter and getting a worse starter while also getting a guy you can't play with your starters. And it's like, like, like... I and also like to me it's just like I thought like if you're gonna move Aiden, get fucking get a guy who's a a cheaper option at center that is just gonna set nasty screens. Nurkic can do that, but protect the rim. So you don't have to have Beal and Booker fighting over like caring about fighting over screens during the regular season so they don't get fucking roasted. Now you have Yusef Nurkic who, like, he's going to get crushed in space. Like, you know, he's a big body, but, you know, I, I don't know. Like, I, I agree with you. I, I I really hated this for Phoenix. And it, it just, it reeks of a team that wanted to get off money. It's like they went yeah, all in. Yeah, and that's, that's a thought, right? That's yeah, a like, thought. They went all in and then realized, oh, fuck, this might screw us over. It's like, no shit. That's the, like, have you ever played poker dipshit? When you go all in and you don't win, you're yeah. fucked. Like, yeah. I was thinking they're like trying to pull chips out of the pile. Like that's what it feels like with Phoenix ever since they traded for Beal. They're just trying to pull some chips out of the pile. Precisely. I'm just looking at
1: like the teams in the league and thinking about who could Phoenix have tried to target as as their big. And the options aren't great. A lot of teams like they already have their, their big, you know, or their big doesn't fit what they would be looking for. But uh Isaiah Hartenstein is a name that that pops out to me right away. Much yeah. better defender than Nurkic. Uh probably just a better utility player. He's like a surprisingly good passer, probably would have complimented the guys on on the roster, you know. And even like even if they could have tried to go get a good player and then like Drummond from Chicago in a three team deal, you know.
0: Ooh, like, yeah, man. You can't trust Drummond. Yeah, I, I would I, I would rather... trust Nurkic. Yeah, I would. And Drummond only makes Nurkic. three million, so they could have
1: would... went and got like a guy.
0: That that's fair. That's fair. He does only make three million. Um, who else is someone that they could have targeted realistically? I mean, Elkins. Maybe they would want to get off Jonas Valanciunas. Uh I doubt some the of the
1: same problems as Neracis, but he does stretch the floor. So at least there were there. A... I, I would have liked him better as a target. Yeah, he's
0: better. He's better. He's got similar yes. problems, but he is better. Um, let me think. Pistons got a lot of bad centers. (laughs) (laughs) uh, You know, the wizards, I mean, shit, you know, they have Daniel Gafford starting a three-year deal that I wouldn't love to be on as a, as a, as a team that just started rebuilding. Um, he's not good, but like he can do some things. Okay.
1: If, if Gafford would have, if Gafford is available, I think that would have been an excellent target. Uh, just not sure if he if he would be. What about Stephen Adams? I've heard that Memphis might be trying to free up some time for Xavier Tillman and and Brandon Clark and dude, Jaron dude. Jackson Jr. minutes at the five.
0: I mean, dog. If 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 Stephen Adams was at all available, they should have they should have sniffed around that because I can tell you Stephen Adams is just what this team needs. I mean, I think he's better than Aiden. I don't I I don't know why I don't know why anyone would want to get rid of Stephen Adams. He is the ultimate. And maybe they wouldn't. Yeah.
1: I just wonder if they could have held out. Like, maybe the Raptors make Jakob Pertl available. Maybe they couldn't afford him, you know? But, like, I'm just trying to think of options, and I just think Nurkic is not the guy they needed, you know? Maybe Boston makes Al Horford available at some point, like...
0: Or Time Lord. Maybe they're just like, look, like Horford is the guy that stays healthy. I know he's older, but him, we think our upside with him and Prazingis on the court is better than with him and Time Lord on the court. And there's like, you know, we don't want to deal with that uh, injury roller coaster. Look, man, there's there's a lot of options that they could have explored that would have been better than Nurkic or at least significantly cheaper, freeing up a ton of space to bring in a significantly better player and more useful player in your starting lineup than Grayson Allen.
1: Yeah, exactly. So to me, I'm like, I just don't, I don't like what they did at all. Uh, it makes they me they did
0: get Nasir Little. They did get Nasir Little. Who, man, yeah, but he's not. Everything... He
1: hasn't been good though. Like, like I, I like him in theory, but he he he's like, he's a three and D wing that doesn't do that much of either of those things, and he just has like no creation ability or like, you know, he's a borderline offensive liability. I I, I like his athletic. Profile, I you know maybe maybe there's a player there, but like it, it doesn't doesn't mean that much to me, you know.
0: It's weird how whenever the Suns make a move for like a minimum level guy, people lose their mind about how good it is, and I'm always like, yeah, is it because your bar is you thought they were gonna have to have Matt Ishbia out there, and like, <laughs> yeah, I think that's like kind of what, what it old is. Isaiah Thomas like is like that like what your bar was for. Oh yeah, this is a great like. you'll look at like other teams' benches, like they have guys that are like paid very little. That have played significant NBA minutes and been pretty fucking good. Like, I, I think the Eric Gordon pickup was good. The Yudo a yeah. pickup is fine, but like he's also coming off like the most outlier three-point shooting season we've seen in a long time. If we'll see if it holds. And it probably won't, you know. Like, that's just that's how these things work. And you know, this is a team that has three alpha, three alpha scores, and their decision to build their decision is to build a center rotation of the Portland trailblazers, like league worst defense center rotation with drew Eubanks and Yusef Nurkic and something like that with bull bull who like literally got cut and is like the worst defender in the entire league, regardless of what Kendrick Perkins says. And regardless of how many, that's the worst comment I've seen. Yeah.
1: That's the worst comment I've seen in a long time. I, what are you talking about? Do you even follow the NBA?
0: Honestly, the worst part is, is he's like, he's going to do it off the bench. I don't think anyone's won defensive player of the year off the bench. So what, no. he's going to have the most outlier per minute defensive season in the history of the sport?
1: Absurd. Absurd. Let me let me say one more thing before we move on. Yeah, yeah. Um, <clears throat> What I ultimately anticipate for Phoenix is that they're going to get to the playoffs and they're going to run Kevin Durant at the five a lot. And they're just going to try to outscore teams. Like, we're going to see some, like, Booker, Beal, Allen, Watanabe, Durant, like, full spacing, you know, uh transition heavy shoot 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 like it's gonna be i think it's gonna be that type of basketball for phoenix i've been born out of necessity not preference
0: yeah you know what that sounds like that sounds losing like- to the, the Rock-
1: milwaukee bucks at best
0: yeah well to me it's just it sounds like it sounds kind of like the the moment when rockets fans realized they were fucked when they had to go to microball with westbrook it's like it's a little like-
1: better than microball but it's still i know what you're saying
0: i mean is it because like like i love durant he's super versatile but like Dude, he's like, it's not even like can he play center? It's I don't think he physically can play center for thirty minutes over a seven like it's thirty minutes a night over a seven game series because like he's old and injury prone and that requires so much body banging. Like the last few playoffs, what have we seen with Durant? He hasn't been that like that that Bucks series where he with the big toe cost them a chance to win the game because his toe is on the line. That's like his last great playoff series, right? Like yeah. And all of the other ones, like when he struggled, it's been the same thing. It was Celtics and then it was the 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 Nuggets and even the Clippers to a degree. You just fucking, you body him and you bruise him. Yeah. And that's when he's on offense and that really seems to fuck with his game. If you're asking him to do that on defense and then the other team's like, guess what? When you have the ball, we're pushing you too. I just don't think he can physically handle that. Like if that's... Yeah. What like they think is like the ace in the hole? I gotta the...
1: maybe it ends up being Eubanks, right? He could space the floor a little bit and still maintain some of those principles, but like they're still getting beat up by a lot of teams. Like Denver is gonna be really happy to see them, right? Denver is gonna be really, really happy to see them. Yeah,
0: yeah, no, yeah. it's 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 one of those things where I just just think about it. And it's like
1: Memphis will beat the hell out of them.
0: Yeah, they their their stars aren't power players; they're all finesse players.
1: They're all fi- exactly.
0: Get The guys around him need to be power guys. They need to be mean as shit, toughest shit, now, bruisers.
1: Nurkic really fits something. that in a sense, but he just doesn't have the defensive abilities. He's just too slow footage. I mean, yeah.
0: Like, dude, you can't, you can't beat people up at the rim if you're fucking behind him. Cause that's Not even just at the the rim, flagrant. Yeah. That's just a fucking flagrant. Last time yeah. I checked.
1: Um, yeah. He's good for, for two flagrants tonight, but that's, we'll see what else he can provide.
0: <laughs> Imagine. Um, we'll see about that. Okay. I unfortunately agree with pretty much everything you said. sounds like you listened (laughs) to my words and were like, yo, this guy's (laughs) spitting. Raised some good points. What do you think about the loser of this? And when I say the loser of this, I'm talking about the Miami Heat. They they thought they were going to get Dame Willard. Actually, I don't know if they really thought they were going to get Dame Willard because they were... They didn't get him right away, so why would you think you are going to get him if you couldn't get a deal done right away? Um, but their fans certainly thought they were going to get him. Yeah. Some of the shit I've seen about how Cronin like, was petty and just spited the heat and was willing to take a worse package. Okay, I hear you, but hear this. They got a former number one overall pick who was instrumental in the team's run to the finals. We both said we don't love Aiden, but That is those are still factual
1: statements about him, yeah.
0: That is factual. He is like 25 years old. He has three more years on his deal. Do I love the deal? No. But is the deal crazy expensive? No. They get that. They get Drew Holiday, who's an all-NBA quality player. And if you you flipped his offensive and defensive impact, he would definitely be all-NBA player, even if he was the same overall value type of player, because people love people love that he's also coming off the best offensive season of his career so it's like you know he's a really good player and then they got some they got one unprotected pick and two swaps from a time period where if you look at this bucks roster i can guarantee fucking t yeah they're probably not going to be that good unless giannis ages like benjamin button like he goes backwards in time from here um and even then he'll be like his 19 year old self when he was a scrub um so yeah so so yeah like i don't think that like like let's talk about the heat's offer because i did a i did a long twitter thread i think i think you liked the first one i don't know if you read the entire thread about it's fine i don't no one reads (laughs) Uh, but you guys should at mb limber uh, on twitter or formerly twitter now x (laughs) Um, yeah but basically the heat got fucked and or not fucked the heat didn't get Damian Lillard because ultimately they didn't have what the Trailblazers wanted. Yeah.
1: Like, yeah. So I I think what this all boiled down to is the, the discrepancy in trade value between Drew Holiday and Tyler Hero, right? The discrepancy.
0: Like, as if like there was like any like the a gulf. Magi- like uh, is it the Gulf. The, the yeah. Gulf, the chasm, it's,
1: the yeah, galaxy. A,
0: the universe. You're, right. Like,
1: you're right. It's a, it's an endless universe between them. It is, man, because Hero, like he was a sixth man, dude. Like, he's a really talented scorer. He's a very talented scorer, but he's a sixth man at the end of the day. I, I-, I guess there might have been some teams that could have facilitated a three-team deal and gave them a first-round pick. I thought maybe Brooklyn might do that because they could really use some half-court creation and they have a lot of picks. But ultimately, Brooklyn's probably hoping to hang on to those picks to, to get, like, a Donovan Mitchell or something, right? To
0: get a good player.
1: Yeah, to get a good player. And then I thought maybe the Jazz might do it because they also have a lot of picks. The Jazz seem like they're not going to tank and they could use an upgrade in their backcourt. So I thought maybe they might like Tyler Hero.
0: But is he, how much of an upgrade is he over Colin Sexton? Like, he's probably,
1: well, I think Jordan Clarkson's the better question because he might not be much of an upgrade there. Okay,
0: well, there, so like. That yeah, but now, answer. but then they have
1: them both in theory. And Clarkson, he kind of actually looked like a point guard last year. So maybe that could have worked, but. Either way, it's a moot point because they didn't do it. And, I, you know, as much as I thought those were possibilities, like, I'm also not shocked if nobody really wanted Tyler Hero, you know? And why yeah. should Portland bust their asses to try to find somebody to take Tyler Hero so they can get Dame to the team that he wants to go to? I I, I, I kind of come out pro team on this whole thing over pro player on this specific thing, man. Like, like they just sent him to Giannis Kumbo. I think he's going to be okay, you know? Like, you want to play for championship – this guy's a back-to-back MVP. I, I, you know, you got Chris Middleton over there. You got the runner-up defensive player of the year. Like, it's a pretty good situation. It's just not Miami. Sorry, you know, like, and yeah, I think the Heat. I think there are a lot of things at play. I wonder if Pat. If it's true that Pat Riley is sort of losing touch with things and is a little bit delusional about the value of like his own assets because that that's something that gets reported a lot and it's starting to look that I mean, way.
0: I actually, I, I think. I think at Riley made the right call not trading for Dame in like like think of it this way. this is the way I see it that you you're not trading Bam and you're not trading Jimmy. No. And that was ultimately the problem. Is that yep. the Bucks could trade one of their core three players to get Dame. Yep. That really helped. Um but I like what I tweeted is that, like ultimately the big issue is is that the trailblazers would have had to take on a bad contract from the heat we also know that the trailblazers had pretty much already figured out a situation where they were going to flip nurkic for deandre aiden correct
1: yeah that's a good point yeah so
0: if they already kind of have that as baked into this dame deal they like their their ability to absorb more money is significantly limited, right? So, like, there's that whole aspect to it. But there's also the aspect of not only do you have to... Because what we were saying, like, if when they if they flip Drew Holiday, let's go for the low end. Let's say they just get one pick and one unprotected pick for yeah. Drew Holiday. I think we both would say that's that would surprise us. That means they got two unprotected picks and three unprotected pick swaps for Dame Lillard plus DeAndre Ayton. Okay? Well, the Heat could they have offered that many unprotected picks and swaps? Sure. But they couldn't uh, actually offer them down the all down the line when they're likely to be exactly. worse. Exactly. Right? So yes. like not all those picks are going to be as valuable as the ones they probably get in that. There's also the reality if they're taking on a bad contract. You know what you have to do to take on a bad contract? You have to give additional assets. Okay. Like, well, here's Jaime Jaquez Junior. Oh, the guy who's literally was like a four year college player and has never played an NBA minute and, like, is one of these guys who's great for a contending team because he can come in right away and be pretty good, but we don't think his upside's all that great. Oh, that's perfect for us rebuilding team that wants to kind of not be super competent everywhere. Oh, what about Nikola Jovic, the guy who played 200 minutes last season? Oh, he had a really, really, really good FIBA. Yeah, Dylan Brooks uh, hits cares. 50% of his threes in FIBA. What? Nobody cares. What? Yeah, like, that's not a real thing. Oh, we'll throw They We're going to maybe even throw in Caleb Martin. Oh, Caleb Martin, the guy who's averaged under 10 points the last two seasons, who's, like, a perfectly fine role player, but is 28 years old, and once again, what is he really doing to help the Trailblazers a rebuilding team? Nothing. Kyle Lowry, another bad contract. Like, Well,
1: he's expiring, but...
0: Oh, great. He's an expiring contract, so we could use him to add... What star player? Oh, so you can get more bad money and have to flip him to get like yeah, like it's like it's one of those things where it's like, guys, like it's just you didn't have a player that they wanted. And like, even if you're like hero is a, a good player, I'll listen to that. trailblazers don't need another shitty defensive shoot first, score first guard, because they have that at Anthony Simons, right? Like, so let do- me.
1: So yeah, I completely. Well, it was always obvious that Portland didn't want Hero, but I guess the question is, can they find a third team, or could they have just taken him with the intention of flipping him?
0: Miami went out. Go, you go out there and find a team that wants him, and you know what they probably found? Oh, guess what? Big surprise. People will give us more for Drew Holiday than they will for Tyler Hero. He's only like four or five million dollars more. And we don't have to have him on the books for the next three fucking seasons. Like, yeah, get the fuck out of here, Miami. Your offer just – it wasn't the worst offer in the history of the world. But it wasn't also, like, some amazing offer that, like no. – team put. It wasn't an offer you couldn't refuse.
1: The, the bottom line is this. In, in, a, in a vacuum, Miami really was not in a position to make a trade for Damian Lillard. If, if Lillard didn't say, I want to join the Miami Heat, I, I don't think my editor would have given me Lillard to Miami – you know, I think he would have thought, well, they, they don't really have the pieces. It doesn't quite work, right? So let's look at it. Miami owes their 2025 unprotected first to the Thunder, right? And so with the Steffian rule, that means that they're subject to a lot of... It actually kind of jams up their whole ability to offer yeah, next a draft. the
0: right? It means they can't move the next three. But I mean, they could move the next... Th- new the This year and the season after that as swaps. They could, I think...
1: Yeah, that's right. That's exactly right. Yeah, so...
0: Why would you want to... What does a swap do for you? This Miami year's swap is literally seasons? nothing. It's not. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's like, right. Oh, sweet. You gave us imaginary assets. Great. Yeah,
1: exactly. <laughs> so, with that in mind, the best that Miami could offer would be two future unprotected firsts, and i mean, in theory, they could have offered four swaps, I guess.
0: Four swaps total? Yeah, 2020... Two yeah, but two of those are basically magic. Two of them are meaningless. Exactly. So, okay, yeah. So, so yeah. so cool. Like yeah. like you know, I would rather bet against the Bucks those 3 Easily. seasons because Bam Adebayo like I don't think he could like make your team a playoff team all on his own, but he's young enough and he's good enough that like he'll probably prevent you from being absolutely dog shit during those years even if and- Jimmy and you know Dame are like, you know, out of the league.
1: There's another factor that I would take into account if I were a general manager. Miami is the hottest spot, really, or one of the hottest markets in the league for star players to just say, I'm going to the Heat. You know, the Bucs, polar opposite. Like, once this core ages out, the Bucs could be terrible for a decade. Like, I'm used to the Bucs being terrible, you know? Like, it's it's very possible. Miami haven't been terrible for the better part of, like, 20 years, man, because people always want to go there, Right. It, it it pretty much never fails they they might be mediocre but it's very rare that the Miami Heat are like one of the worst teams in the league
0: and even if Miami. they are it's only for like a year or so so like yeah. like you know you're 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 risking a lot look like i yeah i think we both came to the same conclusion it's like the heat like all of those swaps their fans are talking about them offering it's like oh yeah that 2024 swap when the Portland Trailblazers finish with the third worst record in the league, and the Heat, because they have Dame, Jimmy, and Bam, finish yeah. with the second worst record in the league, we're swapping again the first overall pick. Like, <laughs> like that's not fucking happening. No, the swap doesn't exist. It would literally take um, it would take a crime against humanity for those swap or a plane crash for those swaps in those years to to matter. It's like, man. Has Miami actually had the worst offseason of any team? They pretty much have just lost guys that were good.
1: Yeah, the Raptors haven't had a very good offseason. I mean, they just lost Fred Van Fleet and they signed Dennis Schroeder. It's not great.
0: But FIBA, FIBA World Cup MVP, Dennis Schroeder. <laughs> yeah. So
1: you're right, though. Miami, man. Yeah, it's been a bad summer. Like Struss and Vincent both just gone. No yep. replacements. They I don't think they have they signed like anybody. They retained Kevin Love, which you know, he's 35. Oh, they signed Josh Richardson. That, that that's a good signing. I like Josh Richardson.
0: Yeah, but, but it doesn't I, make up for the loss.
1: No, it doesn't, right? So Yeah. Yeah. Let's It'll let's talk Jeru Holiday. Jeru Holiday trade packages.
0: Jeru Holiday as as people American, call him as the Americans call him but up in Canada. All right. Philosophy.
1: Yeah. So uh, Drew holiday trades, what do you think about him? (laughs) That's that's my segue back into it.
0: Yeah. um, I think one will happen. Um, I think, I think people are going to be surprised at what the trailblazers get back. Drew holiday is one of these guys where I think NBA teams value him a lot higher than the average fan does. People basically didn't know who the fuck this guy was, and didn't like think he was like great until the Bucks all of a sudden traded a fuckload of shit for him, and people were like, "I mean, I guess he's good. I won a championship. He only made like one of the greatest defensive plays, and then one of the most audacious passes to basically clinch an NBA championship in in history. So he's good. He's a very, very, very good player. He's he's unlike Dame." I think he's very, very attractive to pretty much any team that can muster the assets to get him. If you have a great point guard, sick. He can play. He can play the two, and he'll take some pressure off him. He can shoot off ball. Not amazing, but like he's good enough on the ball, off the ball, that he gives. He basically can do whatever you want on offense, and you'll be happy with it. The point of attack, defense, absurd screen navigation, absurd. You give him less of an offensive role. He can maybe ratchet that shit up and be like scary, scary good on that end. So. I think pretty much any team that has what Portland is asking for that wants to win a championship will will take a look because Drew seems to be one of these guys where, like, everyone loves him. He's got one year left on his deal before player option. I think he's the type of guy where if you bring him into a good environment, you can feel pretty confident that he'd be interested in signing an extension. He's not one of those guys where you're, like, super concerned about, like, Fuck, man. Like, he just really wants to go to a big market because, you know, he's, you know, he's a, he's being a celebrity is important to him. Like, being a celebrity is not important to Drew Holiday. So, I think he's very attractive in that regard. He also, teams love it when guys, it's weird. Everyone wants a guy under contract. They still want a guy under contract for a lot of money. So, they also love guys that are under contract for that long. So, I think even as a rental, teams would be very interested in him. And we've seen teams trade for guys with one year, give up a fair amount. And, See if they can't retain him and if they win it all, like you know, the Raptors they're good with it. So, yeah, I don't know. I don't know who the, the real question is who the fuck wouldn't want Drew Holiday? Like, obviously, like bad teams, but anyone that's a playoff team should want him, right? Yeah,
1: I mean, even bubble teams, man. Like, I uh, would I would I hate the Orlando Magic if they traded contracts and two first round picks for Drew Holiday. To be honest, I wouldn't like they they they're stacked with young talent. They could probably stop thinking about the draft. You know, it's time to yeah. take a step forward. Like they they, it's not my favorite landing place, but it but it, it would make some sense. I, I wouldn't think it was ridiculous. But let me tell you, the three teams I think are most likely. It's I, I don't have any hot takes here. It's just kind of obvious. But let's hear. Firstly, name. the Miami Heat. Funny enough, because they 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 can give up two unprotected firsts, and I that. Ought to do it, you know, Kyle Lowry and a, another contract and two picks. I get Drew Holiday,
0: you get Drew Holiday, it makes playing Tyler here on the starting lineup a, a bit more ba- viable. It
1: certainly does, it certainly does. And you've got great defenders at every other position, really. I mean, they could I use mean, more defensive wings, but Caleb Martin is a good defender.
0: Also, Jimmy Butler, killer on the wing, you just don't yep. want him defending. All the time because of how important his offense is. But yeah, you know, exactly. You have, you have but, three elite defenders at guard, wing, center.
1: Exactly. So you got all the ground covered, you know, like that's like, that should be the backbone of a really good offense and their defense rather, but they're also all three of them, two way players. So yeah, I, I think the fit there is really interesting. I do think it could be reasonable for holiday to go back to where it all started, baby, with the Philadelphia 76ers. I, I, I think that if the Clippers want James Harden, There could be a three-team deal where the Clippers and the Sixers each send Portland an unprotected first. Like, Philly, if they want to get value for James Harden, this is a major flight risk on an expiring contract. His trade value is in the gutter. They have no leverage because he's requested a trade. I think if they want to turn him into a player like Drew Holiday, that's doable. But you're going to have to actually give up a pick. Even though he's probably a downgrade on paper, his trade value... I think it's probably higher right now. So that's something I could see happening if Philly is willing to play ball.
0: Well, I I have a question for you. Please. Wouldn't the Clippers just want Drew Holiday over James Harden?
1: I don't know. I thought about that. And they'd have a devastating defense for sure. But I kind of feel like the Clippers do need some playmaking. Their two best players are both like like shot creators. Neither of them is necessarily a super gifted passer. They have Westbrook, but that makes me ask more questions such as like what kind of shooting are you getting out of a russell westbrook drew holiday backcourt I mean, and then Westbrook's
0: us no money who gives a fuck if he had like, i think sure. Westbrook's the sixth man i i but then honestly, you're not really
1: getting the playmaking right like I, I i think harden might be a better fit because the clippers are they can mitigate his defensive limitations and they could really use his like passing and playmaking i don't know but you but you could be right but i think i think, I think can, that you can make the
0: case the thing is is that they like philly can't trade I don't think they can trade any pick. I think they can trade the 2029. 20- I don't I think I I don't think they can trade the 2029 because their 2028 pick is one through eight own. Two oh no, they have like also like us I think they can trade a 2028 pick, but it won't be good because it's got like a bunch of swaps with like multiple teams and shit. So it's like one of these situations where like they can trade 2028 and 30, but that 2028 pick they're trading is like mishmashed between Brooklyn them and Phoenix and a swap and they get like so but if I'm if
1: I'm Portland I'd rather take the 2030 like to me when you're talking about contenders with old players the more distant the pick the better like I'd love to have that 2030 Philly pick right yeah is
0: the Clippers they 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 fill out they're done they're done with the Paul George trade in 2026 that's their final pick to OKC so that means they can trade 2028, 20, 2030, 20, or, the, you know, like they could trade. Well, 40, that's all they can do, but that's so, enough. Yeah, but, you know, and so to me, that that's why, like, that's why before we started saying this, I'm glad I got to bring it up. Did the Philadelphia 76ers, are they the real losers of the Damian Lillard trade? Because to me, they needed to trade James Harden. But they couldn't ever move James Harden until Dame Willard went, right?
1: And now there's another point guard. But now there's
0: another opinion. point guard that yeah. I think way more teams want. And, like, look, like, I-, I agree with you that, like, I think the Clippers, in theory, should be more interested in James Harden's skill set than Drew Holiday's. But I don't know. Like, I feel like, I feel like Drew Holiday makes more sense for them just as a dude and i know that's like not like a good way to be thinking about basketball but like you have this situation where you know you still haven't signed like you know got an extent it's just like he you're trying to open a new building you don't want to blow shit up but you know paul george and Kawhi never healthy it's like i would actually in in one sense i'd maybe want to go for a guy who's better at defense because like like defense is like the hardest thing on your body and Kawhi and PG's bodies break down like maybe you just think that like this saves his body a bit more and like at the end of the day those guys are so good at creating their own shot like yeah like Harden's playmaking would be great and make Ivaghia Zubac look like a hall of famer but like that's not going to he, he that's not what you need right you need those guys to be healthy yeah i think, was,
1: I think you can make i think you can make both cases right yeah, i think you can yeah. make both cases cuz i the, the other side of it i think is Well, if we're planning for Leonard and George's almost impending injuries, then we're planning for failure anyway. Because at the end of the day, if we don't have both of those guys healthy for the playoffs, we're not making a title run. So maybe adding a better defender conserves them to an extent, but maybe we're better to just conserve them by resting them as many games as we legally can and, and giving them easier defensive assignments and, just go get the player that we need more, you know. But I see, I see your points too, and it's, it's not an easy answer. Let me give you the last team that yeah. I, I think I'll look at through Holiday, the Boston Celtics for sure, man. If, Fuck, if Boston yes. can get him, yeah, what, if Boston what can if get Mark him, Marcus
0: Smart could fucking play offensive basketball consistently. Honest to
1: God, right? And man, low key, Holiday might be a better defender. I feel like Smart. Is more of a risk taker and a gambler, and and more aggressive with like his defensive playmaking. But Holiday is just like really, really solid and a cerebral defender. They're they're right on par with each other, and then Holiday's far better on offense.
0: Oh yeah, Smart's way overrated as a defender. He won a bullshit Defensive Player of the Year because people are stupid. Um, but like look, I was gonna say, like like he's a great defender, a great. Of course he like, is, but like he's overrated, right? It's it, it. This this always happens with guys who are on good teams and they're in the playoffs a lot and they make deep playoff runs and so we have to talk about those players more and you know Marcus Smart is out there with the his really good teammates and like he's a part of the team winning so you have to like figure out a reason why he's important because you have to tell a story like you know you're watching you know the Avengers take on Justice League because it's the NBA finals when like you know guess what like uh Cody fucking Zeller is getting torched in the NBA finals. So like, you know, not everyone out there is a superhero. Um, yeah, that's and, right. And so they're like, oh, the defense, the grit, the flopping, the the everything. It's like, okay, like he's a good defender, but I think and he's tough as shit. He sets a great time. Mean, I, I, I
1: think he's an excellent defender. He's one yeah. of the best defensive guards in the league. But I think the, I agree with you to the extent that it's almost the, the casual perception is like, this is definitely the best defensive guard in the NBA and when it's probably Caruso and holidays right there with smart as well.
0: I'm going to say this. It's not, it's not, I know you love Caruso, Caruso even a little more than I do. Look, 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 man. I'm just saying like Caruso based off like every single like defensive metric, which we all know can be like kind of noisy, but still but when they're like basically all saying this guy maybe had the greatest exactly. defensive season for a perimeter player in our databases. Don't come at me with like, well, back in 1981, this, did I forget the guy's name on, Sydney Moncrief. Sydney Moncrief. Yeah, yeah Sydney Moncrief. I was like, okay, like, like, shut the fuck up. In yep. their database. These databases don't go back that, that long. But like, he was like far and away, like one of the greatest perimeter defensive seasons ever. And they all were pretty much saying that. But you know, I agree with you. Smart's fucking good. I just feel like the way people talk about him, it's like, it's like, come on. Oh my God, dude. Austin could totally do a trade too.
1: Oh yeah, Boston has like Boston has an impressive control over their own draft capital for a serious contender. Man, like they like they don't owe many picks out at all. I don't think they
0: only owe a swap in twenty twenty eight to San right. Antonio, and they also have additional draft capital.
1: Oh, they got that Warriors pick in the Porzingis yeah. trade somehow, which is inexplicable to me. But yeah, Boston just <laughs> I mean, bodied that trade, man.
0: Oh, so they could. I Mean, dude, hey, how about it's like, hey guys, how about this? Do you want our 2029 pick? They're like, eh, I don't know if we want your 2029 pick. All right, here's our 2030 pick, unprotected 2029 swap. We'll give you 2020, our 2024 pick, and that Golden State pick. And you're now,
1: let me tell you one little hang up with uh Boston, okay? So, obviously, I've thought about this.
0: It's the moolah,
1: it's the moolah. So, Malcolm Brogdon. Is an obvious starting point. We know Brogdon would be included and Portland's oh, yeah. just absorbing him because who cares? But yeah, after that it gets a-
0: it. What's that? They also like he's the guy you can like probably figure out a place to like move him down the line for even more.
1: Yeah, exactly. So who cares, right? Um, but then it gets really sticky. They they could do Time Lord, but I mean do the it. Blazers just took Aiden. I don't know if they're gonna necessarily want Time Lord. They oh, could do just do it. Just do it
0: just dude, Time Lord well, so good dude if you have him and he just stays, I like Time
1: Lord much much better than DeAndre Aiden. Yeah.
0: Have him, play him 20 minutes a night, keep him healthy, you can trade him for real value. You just show that he can be healthy for one season, he's on a great deal. You will get value for that. I think that's a that's a risk worth taking.
1: Going to hurt Boston to give up Time Lord though. The alternative is they okay, they could give up uh Al Horford, right? Yeah,
0: I, I don't want to give up Al Horford. He's
1: 37 though, man. I I, I don't know. But also they could cobble together like Peyton Pritchard Luke Cornette, O'Shea Brissett, Sveem Michaellik uh they they, they they could they could just throw like like four or five more rotation players in and then Boston's gotta hit the uh free agency market pretty hard I guess but th- th- there are possibilities but like it's just a little sticky with Boston but but they should go for it and at the end of the day, yeah, they should probably do Time Lord if it comes down to Time Lord because he I gets think, hurt every
0: season. Yeah, and also I think that realistically, I think that allows you to not give up as much draft capital because I think Time Lord's one of these guys where like he's he's basically equivalent of like getting a like first round pick from a contender, right? Like, yeah. not a great first round pick because of the injury concerns, but like he's great.
1: I mean, he's twenty five now, man. Twenty five.
0: He's had the injuries. It's just you know he's a great defensive player. Just like I love him. You know I love him. I love uh, yeah,
1: I do. I do too. You made, you made me. You maybe made me love him a little more. But he is incredible. You know, I love Switch Bigs, man. I'm all about Switch Bigs. That's where the game's going, man. Oh yeah. But yeah, he just can't stay healthy. So we'll see.
0: Yeah, and I mean, look, like that's the only reason why I would say don't get rid of Horford because you have Porzingis and you have, um, Time Lord, and it's like going in on two guys with their injury history. Like I would just be really, really, really concerned about that. Plus, Forford's on a better deal. He can shoot threes, right? Like, you know, can you really play? Like, I guess you could play Time Lord and Porzingis. God.
1: Oh yeah, you can. You can. That'd be.
0: Maybe they should just cobble shit together. <laughs> I mean... That's what they
1: should probably do. None None of those guys matter, but it, like, they their roster would be majorly depleted, right? So. It's I I'm not quite sure that it's feasible, you know, but like maybe it is.
0: I th- look, man, I think the Celtics should do it. Like why the fuck not? Like wh- like just overpay. He's a rental. That's the other thing. Is that like he is a rental and I think for them that makes him in a weird way more valuable because they're staring down a barrel of luxury tax that like the like, only the Warriors have ever seen. And getting a guy who they can just, you know, like offloading Time Lord's contract literally might save them like, like not 100, but like could save them like tens of millions of dollars when you factor in like the luxury tax. If yep. you just let Drew walk and like maybe you don't let Drew walk, but maybe you're able to say, hey, opt in and we'll extend you for like, you know, five years and like, you know, at like, 27 million per season you retire boston celtics legend will win a championship or two and like you know blah 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 like he's se- he seems like a, a celtic I'm not gonna lie like it sounds like a fucking bill simmons ass thing to say but he does seem like someone who play on the- not because like like you know there's like an, an organizational like, organizational like intuitiveness about like the players but like the guys that brad stevens likes like he feels like one of those types of dudes
1: let's call it man
0: okay Okay, this was an above-the-break Damian Lillard trade 2.0 extravaganza where we got into some of that J. Rue. J. Rue, um, before we get out of here, James, people have said the Kings. Have you have you done a fake trade for him going to the Kings?
1: Haven't done. I haven't done the Kings. I, I, I probably will end up doing the Kings. I did recently, just today, I think, see... Actually, the Kings aren't interested, which Not they certainly shouldn't be. be but
0: you know, who knows? He would make them better, man. He would make them better.
1: Well, he would make them better. What are they going to give up, man? They, 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 you know, the contracts are a little bit, and then the Kings are a little bit draft-strapped as well. They don't really have a, like a ton of draft capital to give up either. Yeah. It just makes it to me. It just it's a it's a little bit tangly again.
0: Yeah, I really think the Clippers should go for him just because I want to see. The fucking 76ers have to deal with the fact that James Harden is going to be on the roster the entire year. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, would that not be hilarious?
1: It would be hilarious.
0: I would just, I I kind of, I get a little, like, I like Daryl Morey. I think he's been good for the NBA. I just get, I'm a little sick of his, like, yeah, it doesn't matter. I can make, I can make, you know, like... I can make champagne out of lemons like shut the fuck up, Daryl. No, you can't stop trying to like cr- like he's out here creating dog shit situations just to prove that he can like pull a rabbit out the head.
1: I kind of I I, I feel you. I know it's like it's like I agree on. that he's been good for the NBA, too, because he, he's he's an interlocker, you know, like he, he presents challenges that other GMs aren't necessarily willing to take the risk to present. But uh, it's like I've had enough, you know, I think I've just had enough.
0: Yeah, just like stop. It's just, you know, he 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 plays with a lot of fire and it's nice to like, well, it's cool to watch him play with fire. It's nice to watch him get burnt every once in a while, too. Well said. Just, you know, just so everyone just to remind yourself this shit is dangerous. OK. This is a lot of fun, James. We're going to have to talk about a lot of teams for the preseason. Maybe we won't talk about them. Who knows We'll we'll do? We'll do like a lightning round thing where we go through it real quick. At some yeah, that's point. right. That's right. Um, Sorry, guys. Um, Just a lot of big news happened and when J. Rue Holiday gets traded
1: um, (laughs) it It literally sounds natural to me I didn't even notice until Uh,
0: when he gets traded we might do uh, another episode just on that and if it's not to the Sixers I'm going to have a great fucking time it's going to be awesome (laughs) okay we'll be back uh, next week and as always peace, peace